1: Fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone. I have a podcast!
2: Here he is, your Spider Pan, Jeremy. Hello, and Merry Christmas to you. That's right. It is your Spider-Pan Jeremy back again to have more fun here in the Fandom Nexus with you, uh, although the next couple of shows are going to be just a bit different, Well, especially today. Today, I'm going to do something I have not done before. Uh, well, I mean, you can consider, I think like when I hit 100 episodes, I did like a, a flashback show and I had like 100 clips, you know, that I did for like two episodes, working up to hundredth episode. And we're going to kind of do something like that this weekend. But next week will be even more special for doing things special for Christmas. And, you know, less a, less about geek and pop culture and video games and more. But just having some Christmas fun. And what I'm going to do today is I have dug up from 10 years ago. Uh, I had done a couple of shows and I was I asked some people at my church and everything. And some of my family members to share some Christmas memories uh, on one episode. Now, I interlace that with me playing some Christmas songs, which I don't have license to do that. So I really could have, you know, that's trouble for me. Uh, So I've cut those bits out, but I've got a few clips of that I'm sharing. And then I'm going to cut right into what uh, uh, the third episode, I guess. Yeah, because the second episode is where I had I shared clips from people and then third episode. I sat down with Philip. This is the first time you would have heard Philip on the show. Now we call him Lost Boy Philip, the Kryptonian. Uh, he frequently co-hosts with me. Uh, I was going to try to have him on this week. We wanted to talk Nashville Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. He found some fun facts about it, but he is exhausted. We just finished our Christmas program last night, and I'm going to like I'm gonna let him rest. Uh, I have some fun things to do with him this week. Uh, we're bringing back the Mighty Marvel Tooncast, and uh, he's going to help me out with that, with that. For those of you that remember the Mighty Marvel Tooncast, and maybe you listened to it or maybe you didn't, uh, this is a good chance to go back and listen. Uh, I've made it now more of an exclusive thing, though, uh, for we would do episode commentaries. I used to do this with Tim Nidell, uh, who used to have the show Saturday Morning Rewind. Uh, he's building up a new YouTube channel uh, until he just got too busy. and He couldn't keep up with it because uh, it, it did, of course, take it takes a lot of work to make these podcasts. And so I was kind of on my own. And I didn't really want to do it on my own. So the whole thing got stopped and I always wanted to bring it back. And I've figured, you know, now with Philip and I can sit and watch these shows together and do commentaries, which will be exclusives on that feed. Uh, You'll have to go to Mighty Marvel Tooncast on Red Circle and they'll be. Well, if, I'll, I'll even have the website. I'm building, I'm rebuilding the website for Mighty Marvel, Tombcast and everything. And I'm sure in show notes I'll have it set up to where you know how to get to the exclusive feed. Which, by the way, there is an exclusive feed for the Phantom and Nexus as well. This, on the exclusive feeds, is going to be as well as the Patreon. It's another way that you can help support the show. But you can get in there, and I, I, I don't put the ads into those. But you can hear bonus bits of episode. You know, uh, extended versions of episodes and... Stuff that I, uh, I'm i re-releasing that maybe uh, I'm not going to release to the main feed anymore. Uh, like the Mighty Marvel Tooncast, the commentary episodes will become bonus. And what you'll mainly just get in the main feed is when probably mainly Emma and I, and I'm going to sit down with her and we'll go over all these old episodes. What episodes am I talking about? I guess I haven't said. The Mighty Marvel Tooncast started as the idea of watching old, like 90s Spider-Man and X-Men. Then I expanded and we watched Pride of the X-Men in one episode, a Double Zero episode, which I might have made an exclusive uh, but all, even 80s cartoons. And so what I'm planning to do this week, I was going to sit down with Philip and we're going to watch some episodes of the 80s The Incredible Hulk cartoon. Uh, some of these are available for viewing and some of these are not, but the nice thing is is um, I can hook this up to where we can hear in our headphones the show, but I can cut the sound of the show out, which keeps me out of copyright problems. So I tried to, back when we were doing this, I was trying to post this to YouTube so you could watch along with this and you know I got copyright hits on that. So... I'm uh, trying to avoid any copyright hits, try to do everything the proper way. So you'll hear us talking uh, about the show and watching it on those exclusive episodes. But if you just go from the main feed, when I bring this back and this happen, happened, happening pretty soon, at least, you know, at least in next year, um, you'll hear us talking about episodes that we watch and we kind of bounced around between Spider-Man and X-Men. And uh, towards the end of the show, I had somebody request that we watch the incredible Hulk. And so I'm going to start with some of the eighties, but we will watch the nineties Hulk. Cause I, I've only ever watched one episode and that's when Tim and I tried to record an episode for that. But, uh, he recorded it on his computer. And then when we had to step down, he ended up losing the file or something. He doesn't know what he did with it. So uh, I'm going to have to redo that episode. And we're going to start basically a season two. But we only had like four or five episodes really of that done. But I still get downloads for that. And uh, I've had a lot of reviews on it. people were really liking the idea. So I'm hoping I can rebuild that because it was a fun show and I enjoyed doing it. So be looking for that. I will let you know when we bring that fully back online. But we plan to do that this week. Uh, record some of those although it won't be main episodes yet you know i need to i'm gonna i need to do some, play some ketchup and i'm off for until next year uh so i have some time to do some stuff but i am on vacation so i'm not going to necessarily do anything that requires any work uh other than this <laughs> so but you know watching sitting there and watching cartoons that's something i would probably do anyway with some time off right i think i'm finally going to get a chance to watch netflix has the um the latest spider verse movie was this across or through this sp- but i don't remember even what is this but uh, I watched twenty minutes of it a few weeks ago, um, but I, you know I had things to do. I got all the way up to where they finally got to the title of the movie, and it's twenty minutes in, and I still have two hours of that movie to watch. So I think I'm going to sit and watch that today when I eat my breakfast. Uh, so yeah, a lot of fun things, and so I'll be able to finally talk about that movie, I guess, uh, in an upcoming episode. But like I said, so today I'm going to share some memories of like, uh the second and third episodes, which are Christmas memories, and I think you'll enjoy hearing it if you haven't listened to those old episodes, or if you have, but that was. Ten years ago, and maybe you've been with me that long. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, I'll tell you now, the sound quality is not great. Um, And with the conversation with Philip and I, I I put background music back in the day because I thought I was allowed or whatever. Uh, And I've got it's it's a bad recording that was from uh, like Main Street, USA and Walt Disney World or something of them playing their Christmas music on a music system. But it's it's a really bad quality recording thing. And I've kind of got that in the background. Uh, So kind of ignore how tinny that's going to wind up (laughs) sounding. Um, And just listen to Philip and I sharing some fun memories on that one. Uh, But next week, make sure you come back next week. I got something very, very, very special next week. I've been uh, meeting with some friends of the show, some other podcasters. Well, meeting with, uh, I guess not the right word, but I've been contacting them. And we're going to read the Christmas story to you uh, in parts. And I will be getting some music that I am allowed. Uh, YouTube has a collection of music that I'm allowed to play in the background. And so I will collect some of that music playing in the background, and I'm we're going to start even from Isaiah and read some verses out of there. So we're going to just read it out of the Bible, and I think it's going to be really special. I haven't gotten to get started. I can't read my portion today because I seem to have forgot my glasses at church because I had to transition into Jeremiah the prophet, and Jeremiah the prophet shouldn't be wearing glasses. So i put my glasses down somewhere, and because I didn't have to read anything, I I left them behind, I think. Uh, at least I can't find them anywhere at house. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who's ever done something like that. Right. <laughs> okay. I can't be the only one that's left their glasses at church or something. So hopefully they're the back room or in the room where I run the live stream from. I don't know. But anyways, that's what's coming next week. I, because it's, you know, it's Christmas Eve on Sunday and Christmas day on Monday. I thought what better way than to sit. And I mean, I've got Jonathan Johnson from Diz Radio, Mary Howell from the Nerds and Jesus podcast, Ricky Pope from Christian Nerds Unite, um, Myself and Heather and Philip, uh, all of us going to read portions of the Christmas story. And I'm really excited to uh, get it all together and uh, I hope you're going to be blessed by it. I think I'm going to be blessed just listening to the other readers. Uh, hopefully we all do a good job of reading and we don't just sound monotonous. But I'm, 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 I'm thinking, you know, we're podcasters. We know how to read something, make it sound good, right? So, so make sure you come back next week for that. But I've been babbling long enough. Uh, let's go back in time 10 years and hear some Christmas memories.
3: Many years ago, um, my siblings uh, and I lived with grandparents. There were six of us, and we um, didn't have much, much, much at all. Anyway, we are living with my grandparents, and they lived on a farm out in a small town. And... um, the uh, thing was we we wondered we wondered what we were going to get for Christmas we didn't have any idea and so um, to our surprise Christmas morning the Baptist Church in the small town had brought us Christmas Aww. and um, my, do- my sister and I we got these little patsy dolls they weren't they were just really stiff and hard and everything but they were just precious and then everybody else everyone in my family got uh, a toy or they got a cl- clothes and we got oranges and and fruit and stuff like that and uh, I just remember that especially um, being with my grandparents and, uh, they were really, really special to us. And I just can't never forget. Or for, you know, they just, they just blessed us so many times. The end.
2: <laughs> well, that was a memory shared by our dear friend, Ruth. Uh, Ruth is a very sweet lady. She actually made my, uh, Wedding, well, costume or clothes, whatever you want to call it. We had kind of a fairy tale wedding. And today, if you haven't guessed, we're going to talk about some Christmas memories. Uh, I've went around and I've asked a lot of people uh, about to share a memory from their childhood of something special that happened to them on Christmas. And I'm going to share some of that today.
4: My name is Ben. Um, here's my story. Uh, when I was a, a kid, I grew up in a Joseph Witness household. Didn't know what Christmas really was. Uh, I thought it was just a, uh, you know, a bunch of people trying to show how rich they were to one another and be, you know, popular with one another. And um, and uh, so until I went into foster care, I really didn't get a chance to even know what people believed about Christmas and what it was all about. Uh, when I was about 13. Um, I met Jesus for the first time, and uh, he changed my life. And um, so the, the following Christmas, um, I, I, when I turned 14, I got to experience my first Christmas. I was at the Missouri Baptist Children's Home, and uh, some the, the local church had uh, gathered up uh, our Christmas list and gone out and gotten everything on it. Uh, so when I woke up on Christmas morning and came down uh, to, to look at the tree— uh, There was a bunch of things with my name on them, and I I never felt so special. Uh, And uh, I felt like someone really loved me, and um, you know, it was one of the first times in my life that I that I really felt loved by people that didn't even know me. And I felt like, well, um, you know, maybe God does love me. And um, it was a very special Christmas for me.
5: Okay, this is Heather and um, Jeremy. My husband has asked for some holiday memories. And I have lots of holiday memories. Um, Probably some of my favorite ones are just the little things that we did to get ready for Christmas. Like, um, we would make cookies. Mom would always get out the sugar cookie recipe, which I've learned as I've gotten older, has to be refrigerated for a certain amount of time before it's ready uh, to make cookies. But she would get that going, and we would help her make that. Uh, We were always helping her cook, and we'd get the the tree out and decorated and make the sugar cookies, and we had records. We had the same Christmas records um, that we would play, and, you know, the Little Drummer Boy with the um, the Little Boys Choir that is often played is one of my favorites, and we had a Burl Ives record that we would also play, and and love Burl Ives, and, and some other little uh records where the kids were singing and um had frosted the snowman as kind of like the um kind of like the host and the kids would sing songs for frosty and and that was always really really fun and we had a we had a hill in our backyard that we would slide down and our cousins would come over and we would slide down the hill if we had snow usually had to wait um, till like, January or February to do that, but we always wanted that snow for Christmas so we could we could do sledding. Um, and so, you know, those were the things that we always did around the holidays, and we always had, um, you know, Christmas uh, pageants and things like that, little programs that we would go and do. Uh, but Jeremy tells me that's supposed to be for another time, so I'll have to save that story for later. Um, some of my favorite Christmases... Um, One of them was, and I don't remember my age, I was probably like six or seven, and our bedroom door was always open because I was scared of the dark, Um, and my bed was right, we had the two beds, me and my sister shared a bedroom, and I was right across the door where the door was open, and we could see the Christmas tree straight out my door and I could keep an eye on it. You know, I was waiting for Santa Claus to come and I knew he would come. And, and even though it was dark, I could see the outline of the tree and outline of the stuff that was underneath the tree. And I was gonna try to stay awake and, and you know, just, but I wanted to be a good girl. So I didn't want to like, you know, scare Santa away. So I end up falling asleep. And when I woke up in the morning, I don't know what time it was in the morning. It had to have been really, really early. And I happened to open my eyes and I saw the outline of more stuff underneath the tree. Um, and that Christmas I got uh, a wooden uh, cradle for my my dolls. And we got some like My Little Pony stuff. And uh, I think that might've been the year that we even got the castle. Like we got the little My Little Pony castle. And me and my sister shared that. And, but it was just the the magic of, I mean, I went to sleep and I could see there was you know, just a little bit of stuff under the tree. And then when I woke up, there was so much more, like it, it was just like magic. And, um, and that was, that was a great year. And then I had one year that I was always a good girl, never got into any of my presents, but there was a present that one of my dad's friends gave us. And it was a big present. And so I wanted to know what it was so badly. And I'd sit there and I'd stare at that present underneath the tree. And finally, one time I was kind of, I just couldn't stand it anymore. I just wanted a little peek, just a small little, little peek. So I, I poked a small little hole, just, just a teeny tiny one. So I could see inside what was in there. And um, I really couldn't see it very well because it was dark, but I did end up messing with it enough to know that it was a bear. Uh, big stuffed bear that was in there. And, um, I never did it again because it kind of wasn't as exciting when I opened it, you know, Christmas day and, and I still love the bear. It was one of my favorite stuffed animals as I was growing up, but I don't peak anymore. Um, it's just one of those things as a kid, you know, you just try it once just to see what it's like and then you don't do it again.
2: Hi, I'm Everett and i got a little bit of a story to tell that when I was a child I was really very sickly and it meant so much to me that my family uh, did show so much concern and I remember I had uncles and aunts and cousins just coming to my house all the time and bringing me presents and food and cheering me up and, and I'm just saying it's wonderful to have a family that, that's caring but it's
0: even more blessed when you have a family that's like the family of God and that's how I'm, I'm happy to have
5: both. Hi, I'm Martha. When I was a child, we cut our own Christmas tree. We trudged through the pasture over to the hill in the far corner and cut a cedar tree. And we had a flock of sheep who ate the bottom branches, so the tree had to be the top part of the tree. <laughs> and then we had to pull it back to the house and decorate it, but it was all fun. and.
2: Did the sheep follow you home? No. That would (laughs) have been fun, though. You can make sweaters. Christmas sweaters.
5: (laughs) There you go
2: we've been having a good old time this month because it is christmas time and so we are going to continue that theme we're going to continue with our christmas theme and if you remember from last week i did ask for a few of you to, to perhaps share some stories if you had some about being in a christmas pageant when you were a child and so we are going to talk about christmas pageants which is a time-honored christmas tra- tradition so without further ado i have a special guest who is probably not for the last time going to be on here talking about nerdy things because we are who we are we We are are the biggest kids I know, and that's what this show is about. But let me introduce you to Phil. Hello, how you doing? That is Phil. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great intro, wasn't it? Uh, Hello, how you doing? (laughs) That's me. Look, this is Phil. Hi. I'm Phil. That's Phil. So anyway, so Phil and I, we went to the same church, uh, grew up together, where his father was a pastor. And so we got to do a lot of Christmas pageants together. So we're going to kind of talk about our memories of doing it and the... Wacky things. That we have a pretty good story, that we have to be careful how we phrase it, probably, because this is this is a family-friendly show. PG. <laughs> I actually, I try to be as G as I can, <laughs> but there might be a few PG songs I pick out for uh, uh, an upcoming show. I am going to have still something post Christmas because you know that Twelve Days of Christmas kind of thing. Uh, we're going to have a special program. We're going to—I got a lot of different varieties of the Twelve Days of Christmas, uh, and you know there is mention of uh, buying alcohol and cigarettes as a great gift for christmas and so if anybody's (laughs) going to be offended next week there you go okay just just to get that over the way but if you don't mind your kids hearing that sort of thing uh that's fine but if you want to i'll warn you and you can skip ahead like five minutes next week but that's next week um (laughs) so all right focus so this week all right now you know, I don't recall much doing any pageants until um, your church kind of joined into where my old building was. And I don't even know what happened to the old pastor I had, but I don't think we really ever did anything before. But then you guys came in and it's like every Sunday school class had to have their own Program And then, of course, Nativity, which is the typical thing. Well,
1: before we ever joined in together, you guys went to the Maple Park Garden Bible Church. Yep. And we went to the Moment of Truth Baptist Church, and we we're both very small churches. Your pastor had had some uh, health issues and eventually had to retire. I had to do the research on this a couple of years ago on all this. Huh. Uh, but he had to retire, and we were basically not dry enough, we had a, a lot of people, but it was just a small little room. There was nowhere to go. So we always try to have programs at our church and a lot of times each class would try to have something and uh, uh, it was always a lot of fun. But really until we got to go and join with y'all and became the Maple excuse me, the Moment of Truth uh, Bible, Bible Church. Well, it was Bible Church. <laughs> we it was Bible church, Yeah, or, then we became Bible Baptist. Bible Baptist. Yeah, when we got to the New Building. But anyway, yeah, when we did that, yeah. we didn't have a lot of room to be doing those shows. So when we first started... My aunt, you remember her, Aunt Lathana, Oh, yes. on Alexander. She would well, make puppets We're trying and to things. get last names, but that's okay. Oh, sorry. Well, she, <laughs> she would do all sorts of uh, nice little puppets, and we'd have nice puppet shows doing some of the nativity things, stuff yeah. like
2: that. I remember. I don't think this was part of Christmas, or but there was one year she was doing a Daniel on the lion's den yep. with these puppets, and she had the two lions. It was so cute. I don't know why it's stuck in my head, but when Daniel gets thrown in and she's a little lion, she goes, I'm not going to eat them. No, God, God won't we'll get really mad.
1: Mm, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cute. Yeah. It's
2: one of those... I don't I don't know if it translates well what i'm telling people on here but it was really cute when you saw it
1: it was very jim henson like
2: yes it was
0: because she <laughs> made some of the funnest little
1: puppets yeah she did she had a way of uh real personalizing really personalizing these shows so we did a lot of that one of my favorite memories though we i'm sure this is one you're gonna mention that uh, one of my favorite memories is uh whenever i was 11 years old um we did this thing called the Christian's Christmas Carol.
2: Yeah, we kind of got bored with doing was, the nativity the same way every time. We yeah, tried maybe that I was 12. Up.
1: I'm trying to remember what year. Oh, it was but a long time the, ago. The first time, I and I wrote it. I wrote it all out, and I still did to teach it once in a while. But uh, it was called the Christian's Christmas Carol. I played Bob Cratchit on the first one, and uh, we had some other fella who was just visiting for a while who played Scrooge. But my favorite memory of that one was <laughs> that go. Jeremy played Tiny Tim. And I was tall, skinny, weird, wiry kid at the time. I was, you know, I was skeletal. Uh, What what, uh, cracked me up was I had no idea how you're going to be dressed and came your turn to come yeah, out. Because it said in the script to come out in pajamas and what
2: I was wearing for pajamas at the time because it was cold was a pair of white long johns.
1: <laughs> he comes walking out and the whole church bursted out in laughter. It was, <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> Memorable. Oh, yeah. Because it was pretty much like I came out wearing white tights, man. That was... <laughs> the, the next year what I liked even more I have pictures of still was whenever I played Scrooge, you played Bob... And yeah. uh, John played it several roles. Marvel. He was always Christmas a great present. Marley. Yeah. Uh, and he was he was Marley. i say not Marvel. He's Marley. And then he was uh, uh, the Christmas present. He was wrapped like a giant present. <laughs> and this is before I saw any saw that anywhere else. Like any kind of Hanna Barbera cartoon. Like yeah. they do have that, but yeah. at the time we hadn't seen that yet. It was really cute. <laughs> was it the first year we did it that your grandpa was Scrooge? No, uh, just a young man who was visiting was.
2: Oh, I, I keep thinking, he, well, your grandpa played Scrooge one time.
1: Well, what my grandpa did was for me, uh, I I was uh, planning on making a kind of a half animated thing about it. And I had my grandpa record the voice of Scrooge, so oh. I, still have it. I still have his voice of Scrooge. Cool. Uh, and if I ever use it someday, I'm hoping to be able to, I may, may use at least bits of it. Because, you know... I don't know if I'll change the script around It's possible to go to someone who's in heaven and say, hey, can you do this in the script? <laughs> sure. But, yeah, but part because of that, I always draw my, I, when I draw screws, I always put a little hints of my grandfather. Yeah. Just a little. Yeah.
2: But well, the, the main thing was, was fun with the Christmas, Christmas Carol is when we did the Ghost of Christmas Past, we could still do our nativity mm-hmm. show. We That's just do it when we the past. Because we went for years where we just, we'd have a nativity. And basically, <laughs> when you get up there, you get in whatever pose, and I was I was a shepherd for years. Oh, me but too. Yeah, we'd get into whatever kind of pose, and whoever was the angel would have to stick their arms out, and then they'd stop so everybody could sing Hark the Herald Angels Sing, and we're all trying to freeze and hold that position while they all sing.
1: When you're little, it's hard to stay still.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was awful. But uh, I remember the, one of the more fun times I had is when uh, you, me, and Seth were the free wise guys, as we said it. Yeah. We were the wise men and everything. And the, the fun part is that... Um, Uh, Well, see, my grandma, (laughs) (laughs) my grandma had uh, this outfit that that she had made, I think, back even with my Uncle Wayne when he was doing these kind of things as a kid. But it had, like, a complete outfit and everything uh, with, uh, like, the whole tunic and the robes. So it was always fun to wear that and everything. But we were, like, hanging in back and... Uh, it's, it's, I do a lot of acting kind of stuff And if you ever see me like backstage I, I tend to work up energy Because I, I, I get excited to do stuff My wedding Oof. was crazy like this. I remember, you remember that <laughs> And it's because I get excited So I'm working up And it's, it's what I like to call Performance energy You're hulking out That's, It's right and then, But I, like when I get there on stage I'm like focused and everything but it was like I, you know, I feel like I kind of almost half rushed just because I can't remember who was walking in front. But I was like, "Yes, we're going down! Here we go!" You know, I get up there, I'm like a ball of going, and <laughs> so it was fun and everything. The three of us get to be kind of knuckleheads backstage, Absolutely. And <laughs> before we <laughs> came marching out. But uh, I, oh golly, I remember the, uh, the the most painful year that we we did in nativity. <laughs> well, because my knees have always been kind of a pain in the neck. I'd never actually learned to crawl when I was a baby because it hurt my knees, so I scooted. Uh, I've never been able to get down on my knees for long because I, it's excruciating for me. I don't know why, but it's it's really bad. But uh, uh, there was one year I was, Joseph, and your sister was Mary, And so I had for the entire show, because we came down first, obviously, and then everybody had to visit yeah. and I was supposed to be sitting on my knees. I was in agony. Now I lost my train of thought. But yeah, so we've done like the nativities for years. So the Christmas Christmas Carol really gave us that chance to
1: branch away mm-hmm. and still do a nativity. And I don't know if you remember this one. But what I remember was my first year as a Sunday school teacher. And I was like a, a I'm thinking I was a junior at the time. I was a junior in high school. Uh, I had been teaching for several years, helping Miss Robertson. Mm-hmm. You remember her? Oh, yes. And she was, she was outstanding. I, I yeah. love that woman. But anyway, um, so we, I was doing my first year, and I had you come to assist me in the program. And I dressed like, now don't ask why I did this, except for the fact that I was teaching at the time for Sunday school, that is. I was teaching preschoolers. So what do kids connect with Christmas is Santa Claus. And uh, and I've always taught about Santa because I love Santa Claus. You know, you can still love Santa and love Jesus Christ more. <laughs> right? So what we did was we got all the kids around. I was dressed like Santa and Jeremy was dressed like an elf. Yeah. Which was a perfect, it was really perfect at the time. Oh, yeah. And we it got together and we sang with the kids. And what I love was in front of the whole church, the kids were blowing out the candles on little cupcakes. You remember? Yeah, I we had a, a birthday for Jesus. Yeah, party. They were, we had a little birthday party for everyone. I thought that was so cute. Uh, yeah, uh, I remember doing that. We dang, what song did we sing? We sang a song together. We, we sang. Uh, we came in. We sang a couple of them. We sang okay. "Happy Birthday" and all. And we came into it. "And so I offer you this simple, simple prayer." prayer. To him. 1 to, 90 From 1 to 92. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. We basically were singing about Jesus with that tune. Right. <laughs> I knew you would like done some reworking yeah. for it.
2: Oh, do you remember one year, because uh, we you with know, Sunday school classes, had to do separate things. Um, to him who died for
1: me and you. That's what it was.
2: To him who died for me
4: and you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> But, uh, oh, uh, must have been my sophomore year for junior year. Well, I don't know. Maybe it was my sophomore year. Uh, I had tried to say, okay, well, we need to update the, the, the Christian's Christmas Carol, but we weren't doing anything collectively anymore. Each Sunday school class had to do their own thing. And so I had spent all this time writing up the script called The Christmas Avenger. Oh, there you go. Where I had, like, a Scrooge-type character, but instead of meeting three ghosts, he was going to meet this goofball superhero, and you actually made me the, uh, the thing to kind of wear for yeah. the costume because I had like a mask with a Santa hat and then you'd drawn <laughs> up the little thing. But I had this big elaborate script and then your mom was the Sunday school teacher and we were so short on Cassidy that all we really had is your your sister being the mean person and coming across me. I looked like I a bum. I was just sitting there in the corner like a that. bum. And I stood up and I, I never, was teaching
1: her the real meaning of Christmas. I never understood the the that story. I remember watching it because I wasn't in your class uh-huh. at the time. I remember watching and thinking, What is this?
2: <laughs> it did not come around to me because I had this grandiose story and this well-written thing. I wish I still had the script I wrote. But your mom looked at it and like, we don't have time for this, nor the cast. And But this is, you know, we can do something with this. And so, yeah. and it was awful. And I had been so excited to do it. And I had even, um, I'd gotten a copy of Robin Hood. The the Prince of Thieves, and I'd set up a tape recorder and I recorded the music off of it because I wanted to play that yeah. at the start of it. That's one of my
1: favorite things to this day. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and we never even got to use it. That was so disappointing. Like, this was going to be this great thing, and the whole church was going to be so excited by it. And it was
1: terrible. That, that's our salute to Michael Kamen. <laughs> there you go. That's our salute
2: to the great Michael Kamen. It great late. Late great. Yeah, late great. And, uh, Thanks for recording with Metallica. That's right. That's a pretty cool thing for him to do. Even if the album isn't that great, it was pretty cool that he did it.
0: Hey.
1: (laughs) Oh, golly. Um, One of the things that I love with one of our first nativities we've done uh, when the churches combined, I recall that they had, uh, you know, different cast members from each group. of the the Sunday school. So for the shepherds, they had the teenagers and stuff. Yeah. And for the wise men, that was still my favorite time I ever saw the wise men. We had three adult men come down. Yeah. And I remember one was, uh, Bill Chisholm. Uh, and he's, he's with the Lord now, but Bill Chisholm and, uh, one was Lonnie Thatcher. Yeah. He's still with us. And then one was George Coons, my grandfather. Yeah. I remember that. I love when they come walking down. My grandma had all these, uh, all these doodads around the house that were kinda of like lan- lanterns and but they looked really nice and fancy, so they used those for the gold frame and sense of And uh my grandpa wore this bathrobe that he wore just on special occasions and it was real nice looking and it looks like something that a wise man would wear from back in the day. <laughs> so for years that was what we used. Every time someone yeah. had to do a wise man we'd use that. And I wish I would love to say we still have it. And we did until a couple years ago someone threw it away and I, at church and uh-huh. I was not happy, because yeah. that's my grandfather. Yeah. But still, uh, those are fun days, and I, so, I remember that. That's part of the
2: fun of like the old Christmas patches because uh, there's a song I'm going to play if I haven't played it all already. I don't know when I'm going to put these songs in, but uh, that, uh, it quotes the line, uh, it looks like there was a sale on bathrobes
1: at Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do?
2: Yeah, that's, that's kind of what it looks like, because everybody's you know, I was always nice that I actually had a costume that Grandma had made, but it got passed down. I remember there was one year, it was adorable, and I don't remember who the baby was. But your grandma was like, I don't know, was a nursery helper or whatever. But she came mm-hmm. down with a little jingle yes, bell, was a little a, baby, that with was a Santa a, hat,
1: singing a little song. Yeah, he was the only one she would have, and that was i uh, I'll try to name his name right now. His last last name was Roberts. Uh, I remember because I knew the family pretty well, but for some reason I can't remember the kid's name. But he was cute. She held him. Yeah, yeah
2: it was an adorable <laughs> thing. They came walking down the middle, but what, it was not a complete thing until. Uh, after, you know, of course, your dad would have been, you know, through the intivity of telling the Christmas story, but then a good old Riley Brown to get good up there, Brown. whip out that sombrero. Oh, yeah. And start singing. Oh, the
1: hat I got for Christmas is too big. My mother and then played that song for him, and he went nuts for it. But now every year when I hear it, I hear different words. The waist I got at Christmas is too big.
2: Oh. are <laughs> real loud, though. It's Christmas. Yeah, yeah. There'll be no fan faces or skinny bodies at Christmas. So. But always one of the things was always so special when we were kids. And when you would leave, uh, they'd have little bags like treat bags for all us kids. Still oranges and Mm -hmm. apples and candy canes and hard candies. And, you know, what's cool about that is I never really knew it back then. But I've heard, you know, as I've gotten older, when you talk to people who are, you know, like much older than us. That was Christmas. That was what you wanted in your stockings. You'd love to get those apples and oranges. That was what made Christmas special. And they didn't need all the frills that we were kind of, you know, we're a little spoiled, maybe. Oh, well, with, <laughs> yeah, with all the things we expect. But back then, they'd get some nuts and apples and oranges, and it was the greatest thing. And it really kind of I reminded
1: to, me how special those bags were. I didn't get to see it today, but I know that today, I'm here in Claycoma, Missouri, that the uh, there was a the fire truck that went around today. Uh, they always had stand on the back, and they would every year give you a little bag of treats, and there's There'd always be oranges yeah. and apples and the nuts, different types of walnuts and awesome. all that stuff. And you know, it's funny is I didn't always eat the walnuts and stuff because it was always hard on my teeth, but I gotta say that uh I gotta say that it was just something that was so Christmassy to me. Yeah. About the smell of all that together. And yeah. I just loved it. Until you accidentally poured it all out together in your toy box and you smell the rotten apple later
5: <laughs> 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 which, which
1: happened more than once
2: <laughs> you know and I hadn't ever, ever thought of or, or seen anything like that until actually just this this week and I'm going to plug another podcast called inside the magic uh, inside the magic uh, but anyways the, uh, the guy who's the host of that had posted up stuff on Facebook some video he took I guess they knew this regularly around Orlando, but they had uh, the full sirens going, they're like a police car and a fire truck, yes. right behind the fire truck, it was towing Santa on his sled, waving going right awesome. through the
1: neighborhoods. And
2: it. I was like, "My goodness, that's great!" <laughs>
1: well, but I never heard her see in it. the old like, day. In the old day, kids, you know, first of all, I don't know if they were doing this in the fresh, I'm assuming they were, but kids didn't have much, yeah. and uh, sometimes that was all they were, poor kids were going to get was yeah. that bag of candy and all, maybe something from folks, but. That was pretty special. Yeah. I I think it still is. I still get a kick out of it. That's why I kind of, and not to get on the back of my day situation, but I do think it's sad. That's what this show is about. The kids, (laughs) you know, kids nowadays, uh, and hey, we we were spoiled too. Yeah. But kids nowadays, I and think, sometimes have so much stuff mm-hmm. that they don't appreciate the little things. And to me, the little things make the big stuff. Yeah. Worth living at
2: least. It was For fun, them. and that's one of the thing's you know we've learned is with working with kids over at the, the church and whatnot is when it comes to like like overnights, you give them prices that are the simplest choice. They have a ball with it. Mm-hmm. They don't need a lot of the high tech stuff. When when you get down to it, unless you're really just a spoiled jerk. But we're getting <laughs> we're getting off on a way. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, simple toys mean so much. Uh, you know just because there's more you can do with a toy that has more than one function you know yeah if it flies around the room it can become a rocket it can do all this other mm-hmm. kind of things in a kid's imagination
1: that's why whenever so, I, every, I've always known yeah, tangent <laughs> you end up buying a toy for a kid and it's kind of funny we laugh about it but sometimes the kid will get more out of the box I'm talking about the little kids they get more <laughs> yeah. out of the box than they do the toy itself yeah I guess you can make stuff out of that box sometimes I remember buying my nephew uh, my eldest nephew Barron I bought him a uh, big stuff toy, the beast once really in that big, but it was the first one they brought out of him. And, uh, it but I remember, it came, yeah, it was a uh, 1991. And, uh, I remember it, the beast came in this box that was made to look like a seat for the beast. So <laughs> Baron picks up the beast and sets it next to the box, sets down, holding this old toy guitar and sets in the box, a lot, like a chair. <laughs> and it was so cute. <laughs> I hope is going to listen to this show
2: because that'd be awesome because he's all grown up now. And- you don't remember
1: that at all, I'm sure.
2: Oh, man. <laughs> oh, the fun. Let's see. Is there anything we're not. Oh, you know, there was, a, the, I think, the last Christmas pageant we ever got to do together and everything. You were teaching a class. Mm-hmm. And yeah uh, now. Usually <laughs> am yeah. Uh, and you had me come out as Linus. You had, like, yeah. all the kids were giving lines from different Christmas specials on um, trying to figure out the meaning of Christmas. And I came out as Linus and, and gave the lines. And unfortunately, and we Christmas didn't Christmas get to practice
1: that one as much as I'd hoped we had. Yeah. But but it I enjoyed it. And the fact that uh, I remember, you know, you all who are listening probably don't know, but every year I try to make two or three new songs. Uh, all I do is... Take songs that everybody knows them of like jingle bells, whatever, and change the lyrics yep. to represent Jesus or something of a biblical principle. And uh, so I remember that year we took Blue Christmas and we sang, There Will Be No Christmas Without You. And the kids are singing yeah, for Jesus. Yeah. The kids are singing Jesus. They said, There would be no Christmas without you. And then they went through the whole thing. And uh, at the end of it, they say, you know, if you let him in, then Christmas can begin, and we'll have a true, true Christmas. <laughs> yeah. And that was a good one. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I remember that one. That, that reminds me, speaking of songs that, that were like tradition, uh, I remember Avery, your your mom would even sing, um, and I don't know what you call the song, but C is for the Christ child. That is called
1: Christmas, uh, and it's, it has the letters uh-huh. And has and all the letters of Christmas. A, a, a lot of people cool. don't know this. I learned it from Jim Reeves, great old singer. Kind of I've singer. heard that version, I yeah. think. Yeah, on the he radio. It starts even. off with, uh, uh, when I was just a youngster, Christmas meant one thing, that I'd be getting lots of toys that day. I learned a whole lot different when Mother set me down. And taught me to spell Christmas this way, and then he goes oh, into he spelling know. it. C is for the Christ Child, born oh, upon this day. Know. H is for herald angels in the night. R for uh, uh, let's see R means our Redeemer. Uh, I means Israel, and S is for the star that's shown so bright. T is for three wise men. They, they can travel, travel far.
0: far.
1: Yeah. Uh, M is for the manger where He lay. Mm-hmm. A's for all he stands for, as we shepherds came, and that's why there's a Christmas Day. <laughs> then he goes you're back. You're getting more
2: songs than you expected this yeah,
1: time, right? Sorry. You're getting us singing, which is probably horrible. I didn't realize until <laughs> looking at a video I was in not long ago, I sing continuously. I'm always singing. Don't yeah, even realize okay. it. I'll just pick up... I didn't know it but I was watching it with my wife watching the video and I said I am singing sing that much goes, I can't ever get you to stop <laughs>
2: which is why that when back when uh, that Chicken Little movie came out oh, the little, little pig guy he was always <laughs> yeah. singing that's why he reminded you, us of you it's like not not because he was a pig or anything it's okay but because he was always singing and he was always pretty happy and it's like that's Phil it's personality I know
1: I'm the John Candy type of guy it's okay
2: <laughs> with more songs well.
1: <laughs> that's right <laughs> Uh Oh, but that's part of the fun.
2: Yeah. Um, let's see. Is there anything else I can think of? Like the Christmas pageants that we used to do. Um. Well, and I think of course, now I'm all grown up. They've all changed. And, I'm, you know, but of course, we're talking childhood memories. But now as, I'm, as they're growing up,
1: now I'm in the choir and I sing cantatas and they're all these big, nice things. And-, and I still do a lot of the same things. I have to. I'm the one now who has to come up with things for kids to do. Yeah. The problem is when you don't have a whole lot of kids, you find yourself doing most of it. And so, I don't know if people think I do that on purpose. But the fact of the matter is, is I've learned a lot of things. First of all, as kids have grown up, a lot of them that I've had, at least, are a lot less hammier. And they don't really want to do a lot. So they don't mind singing, but they don't want to learn lines. So mm. I've learned a lot of times to put all the pressure on myself. Yeah. And this year, provided we get to do it tomorrow, and if not, we'll do it in a week. What I'm going to do is sing songs with the kids. And I'm going to show a lot of the drawings I've done of Jesus in the style that I do. And uh, that way, through song and time, I will tell the story of Jesus. That way, we'll have an activity, even though we we'll don't have enough kids to do it. And they won't have to be embarrassed by learning lines. And... We'll all go out together in the same light. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, that's the thing that's really impressed me. The church I'm going now, they, the children already did their show. And I oh, have the audio. I might share a little bit, of it. I don't know how well it picked up. But they did this baseball-themed uh, kind of play. It, it was cute. adorable. Uh, but it's, it's, it's always going to be a great tradition to see the children do some sort of Christmas program. Beautiful. Even if you don't have any kids, because I don't. But I love watching everybody else's kids. I enjoy them. They're wonderful. They're so much fun. And they put so much time and effort into it. And It's always going to be a grand tradition. I will enjoy it until my dying day and probably Amen. even thereafter. Amen. <laughs> so, And remind myself to put a disclaimer that, yes, there will be religious talk in this episode, but it's Christmas. We're going to talk Christmas. Yeah. And this is what Christmas means to us. You know, whatever Christmas means to you, feel free to email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. And please do visit the website, NeverlandPodcast.com. Dot com, you can download any songs that I play during this show, which I haven't even picked out every song I'm going to play. I'm going to have to interrupt us to do them. <laughs> uh, but I love playing some Christmas music, and if you if you like the Christmas music, same as I do. I'll have it available so you can purchase them directly from iTunes. Uh, once again, I will say, find me on Twitter. It's just simply the Neverland Podcast. Or not, well, that's Facebook. Twitter, it's Neverland PCAST. So go ahead and follow me. Friend me on Facebook. We have a grand old time. But basically, so far, mainly what I've tweeted and shared out is that a new show is available. And also I'll let you know what I'm talking about on the, on the next show. And what uh, I, what I like from, from that is for you to email. And if you have a story that you'd like to share on, whatever the subject matter is going to be, I want to hear from you because I do plan on sharing now. Uh, if if anybody has shared with me, I haven't looked at the email in a couple of days. Uh, I will be sharing right now your stories of maybe something fun you did when you were in a Christmas pageant, uh, or some memories you might have. Uh, otherwise, hey, you haven't shared a memory, then then please do. Uh, but, yeah, that's pretty much all i got to say about that. And uh, I will probably close the show out. Actually, my, my wife should have a good story for everybody. She was about to tell last week. If all you you know, listen last week, my wife has all kinds of good, fun Christmas stories. <laughs> and I was thinking, okay, we'll just share like one because I'm planning to be here still next year and maybe the year after and the year after. And so I always have a good, fresh Christmas story, but she just wanted to tell everything. And she started to tell her Christmas pageant story. And I had to. I was in the room, so I was signaling at her. And so if you listened last week, she actually said, Oh, and my husband is reminding me to share it, save it for next week. So uh, I hope I'm going to get her recorded at uh, some fashion and have her share the story, which might be somewhere in the middle of the show. I don't know. You may have already heard it by the time you're hearing me say this right now. As you can tell, I am not that scripted. I think of what I want to say in my head, and then I just say it. So I try
1: to think ahead, but... I was remembering a, another Christmas page. Oh, good, good, good. And this was from 1996, I do believe. Um, but I remember that we put on a big plate. We had a lot of people at the church at the time. And my aunt was directing it. And she decided to have two nativities in one. And wh- the first one was uh, what kids misunderstand about the story and how people get words all mixed up and messed up and what, what's really going on. And then the second one was when it was all done right. The, fir- on the I remember that she had me and told me, she said, Philip, how would you like to be... A real big, tall angel. And I said, I think that kind of angel would scare the people to
4: death. <laughs> I am the angel of Christmas. <laughs>
1: and, uh, but anyway, she had me dress up in a big white robe. And, and, and folks, I'm a big feller. I mean, I really am. So that would be scary. But anyway, I was standing with all the kids around me. And I was the herald angel. So Harold the angel? The herald angel. the <laughs> angel. My name said, her, it had a, Harold was a badge on me. And I, I, I came I out. This. Yeah, and I had a say, hark. The Herald Angel Sing. And I had to do this <laughs> real cheesy. Teet- she said, like a lounge lizard, you know? And I couldn't help <laughs> but think of that type of a guy, that kind of a Robert Goulet meets John Lovett's type with a little bit of Frank Sinatra person <laughs> class that's <laughs> it man yeah. uh, with the, with the, the size and statue of John Candy and John Goodman combined but anyway <laughs> <laughs> so I was out there singing that and then uh, I remember my cousin John you guys came down as the wise men and you guys were being yeah. kind of goofy and she had made because she was a great uh, at sewing and making things she made him come out uh, riding an ostrich. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was so and, funny. And by the time it was all done, they did the the real nativity. Yeah. It was real nice and pretty. And yeah. there was a lot of singing. I remember there was candles lit everywhere. It was really pretty. It worked mm-hmm. out really well. Oh, and that's something else. You know, this
2: is a different sort of childhood memory, but that's something I've always loved is having a candlelight yep. service. Absolutely. When we go and we start, we turn out the lights, and your father would start with a lit candle and would pass it on, and we'd out till we lit up
1: the whole room, and then we'd all sing Silent Night together. Mm-hmm. Oh, get you my, the heart. My father had a real classy way of speaking. Yeah, I mean, he is. has. A, I'm sure you can tell with his that, Arkansas. That's it. That it's just his his history. History. Yeah. When you uh, the you, mystery of his. History. <laughs> you can hear in my voice probably a little bit of accent. That's yeah. okay. But uh, he had a good accent. But it was the way he was t- talk was so down home and comfortable. And uh, yeah, when he would talk about the Lord Jesus, you could feel the love. Yeah. And he would speak and he, he loved those services. That and the Thanksgiving night service, the night before Thanksgiving, we'd have prayer services. And those were his favorites. Those, those were his favorite Wednesdays because he said that he could feel the love of the Lord in the room. And in fact, one time i talked to him, he started getting teary eyed. And i yeah. tell you, it just about makes me cry thinking of it. But yeah. he was such a good man. And uh, always talking about one who's even better than him, the Lord Jesus. Right. And so those uh, candlelight services were outstanding. As yeah. a man of God, I thought they were great. As the janitor of the church that I used to be,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I couldn't stand. Are you going to wax poetic about it? Well, what I would have to do. Well, I found a little secret. Now it doesn't work extremely Did you well. Put it under the arm. Yeah. This is what it was. No. <laughs> Okay. If you take uh, like brown paper, brown and you uh, kind of like a, a brown paper bag, mm. and you take an iron and you put the paper down and you go over it, you can pick up a lot of wax.
2: Ah, just make sure you take the apples and the oranges and candy canes out of that brown paper bag. That's right. Off, right. That's right. So you can have something to eat while you're working.
1: <laughs> so we used to uh, do those and loved them. We're still doing some of that. We're still doing some of the handing out the candy and all. And uh, my dad taught me well. He said. Wait till after Halloween, get them on sale. There you go. <laughs> and we did. Oh yeah. <laughs> and every year we, to this day, I go out and I do those very things, get stuff ready. You know. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, but I'm, I'm glad the church I go to, we do a candlelight service on Christmas Outstanding. Eve. Outstanding. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And always having a good time at I do my Christmas uh, cantata thing. This, I'm, once again, I'm getting away from a childhood memory, but this you know, this past week when we did our cantata, You're out, still a child. You know that. Yeah, I still a big kid. Yeah. But it's it is it is so much fun. But that's one of the things that's special about Christmas. And and maybe for a lot of people listening, you're not part of a church. And you know maybe it's a Christmas tree was just something Santa Claus. And you know that's a whole other ball of wax. But uh, it was just so special singing, we didn't even do songs that were Christmas songs. We did this thing called Experiencing God. But when the church would recognize the song we were singing and they would be singing along with us. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because they sing with us all the time when you're up in the praise choir and you're just you know, with worship time. But during, when you're doing your program and There's you still. got the music and, and we all sing together, it's just so special. Uh, that, and especially when we had some stuff that brought tears to eyes and everything. It's just, you know, that's the way I can describe, and once again, warning, warning, religious content, warning, warning, but you, you can feel God's presence in the room as as like this great love. Yeah. When, when you just have this love where you just kind of want to take everybody by the hand and just hug everybody there. Is that what that's, I call the, the goose bumpy feeling? The goose bumpy feeling of, of just but you just feel yeah. this love wrap spirit. you up and over them and that's to me what God feels like when he, spirit, when he yeah. shows up. It's just you just feel just, just this great love and you just
1: happy. I was, uh, well, speaking of Peter Pan type of stuff, I always feel like that's where I feel like my happy thought is, I can fly. I've been there many times, but I just feel like I'm not even standing on the same ground, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So I
2: encourage everybody, you know, if you hear this before Christmas Eve, uh, you know, find a local church. If they're doing a Christmas Eve service and just be a part of it, you'll make some new memories. Uh, I I really think you'd enjoy it. Bring the whole family along. And finally, if you're doing a good candlelight service where you just kind of sing together, It'll, it'll make your Christmas really special. Unless you're completely, you know, an atheist, then you probably don't care. And if that's the case, you're probably already stopped listening to me by now. Wow. Anyway. Okay, as we come back to, to wind up the show, I do remind, want to remind you, of course, at of Podgagement and Dubby. I've got links there. I believe it should, the show notes should have some. Also, if you go to NeverlandPodcast.com, you'll find some links there. You can get a discount at Dubby. Uh, they have energy drinks. It's a powder. You mix it with water. It's not going to give you the jitters. It's all healthy stuff, uh, not a bunch of caffeine. And uh, you need some energy to go and play some video games? Well, this is the stuff for your all-night gaming sessions to have Dubby. Uh, Make sure you go and find those links on our website or here in the show notes. And also Podgagement used to be known as My Podcast Reviews. Daniel J. Lewis, a wonderful man. Uh, He has been doing some updates to that website, and uh, you can get in there. If you happen to have a podcast, you can get your international reviews. Uh, Heck, this is also how I managed to get my reviews to show up on the websites and everything for this. And Marvel at Neverland Podcast, or Marvel.NeverlandPodcast.com is where the the Mighty Marvel Toon Podcast will land. Uh, I should probably one of these days buy that domain. I need to get a domain that says the Phantom Nexus one of these days, but uh, that costs money, so if you want to contribute into the show, that will help me. So don't forget, we do have a Patreon page as well. So, but anyways, I do want to wrap this up by thanking Karen Kennedy, Ricky Pope of Christian Nerds Unite, and Darren Wilhite of the Wilhite and Wall Show for helping me out with the introduction. Uh, Because I did still use it this week. I'm thinking maybe next week I'm going to pull out an old intro I did for Christmas, and maybe I'll tweak it because it's talking about being the Neverland podcast. So, but I, I had a fun Christmas intro back in the day. Don't forget to email us podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. Come find us at Twitter uh, or X neverland P uh, We also have a Facebook like page and a group. The group is where I tend to share more stuff. It's a little easier. I don't have to like swap out to a different account or whatever. Facebook kind of changed things. Uh, so yeah, once again, uh, there's Patreon links there in the show notes and also on the website. I do appreciate when you help me out, uh, but until we come back next week to share the Christmas story, get lost in an adventure, and we'll see you next week.